Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got something silly goose. Twenty minute Tim's flagship episode three hundred and twenty-four. I'm your host on this audio-only episode, and I am joined by Stephen. What's happening? Yeah, just, yeah, good. Thanks. You. Cold as all hell. Chain drinking teas just to warm myself up in this bleak, bleak hellscape we now live in, Britain. Yeah, a wee bit of um, wee bit of annual leave for Melly just now as we as we face the World Cup downtime for Celtic mm. stuff, but. There's just there's simply so much happening right now in the world of Celtic. We simply had to furnish our listeners with a, a flagship episode. Ah, uh, we definitely did. Melly's left us a key at the studio, so <laughs> what comes out at the end of this hour could uh, be because I know when we're left our own devices, Stephen, topics wildly vary. But I, I, I <laughs> yeah, need to, yeah. we need to remind ourselves that this is this isn't a Patreon episode because you and I quite often do Patreon episodes. Yes, of, yes, by ourselves. This is a flagship podcast. And the listeners are tuning in for Celtic news, Celtic opinion. We can't very well lay off. But if you would like extra Celtic podcasts and extra Celtic opinion and extra podcasts and content from us and you'd like to support what we do, head on over to patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tims where we will furnish you with extra podcasts, extra videos, writing, all sorts of great stuff. Patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tims. Now that's the, the plug out the way, Stephen. Yeah, we'll- we need to get down to the brass tacks of talking about why... <laughs> Peter Law was back in the club. We needed, <laughs> what is a? a we, we could have taken the week off, but oh. Peter's—he's bust back in the door. Now we need to talk about it. <laughs> My overwhelming reaction to this is well, it's twofold. I've got two reactions if you can have such a thing, right? But the first one is why Celtic? Why? Yeah. Why? Why, why bother? Why have you done this? Why have you? Not why have you done this to us, but sort of like <laughs> why have you done it to yourself? Why have you aye, brought aye. this inevitable grief on yourself? And there's a fraction of me also think like, is that a bit panto baddie? Is that what we're doing here? We've, we've decided Peter Wall's the bad guy and he's not really going to be involved in the day-to-day stuff. But then the other side of me is like, well, that was always the challenge with Peter Law, as far as I understood it. You know, things he wasn't involved in, he would get himself yes. involved in and... I so he's the outstanding candidate, uh, as Dermot Desmond put it. And just happy to have him back. Peter's delighted to be back. Everyone inside Celtic, but overall, I'm just like I don't know why Celtic have went down this path. The club for a long time, for a long time, has struggled with new ideas, with fresh brains and fresh thinking within the club. And uh, I really was hoping to see some more of that. And it just seems like we've sort of wound the clock back a wee bit. Which Celtic like to do that, don't they? Yeah, yeah, sure do. I, I, the year 2022, Peter Lowell and Avatar, the sequels no one asked for, but we're, we're getting anyway. <laughs> Two expensive sequels that absolutely no one cares about or asked for, but we're getting them anyway. Ach, look, Peter Lowell, ach, look, I'm going to try and be as balanced as possible about this because it it deserves to be spoken about. Now, anyone who's probably on at least nodding terms with what we've said about the running of the club for the past two plus years mm-hmm. about the, the various you know, goings on behind the scenes with the board and the, the major shareholder and all that, right? 
So anyone in nodding terms with any of that will probably guess the conclusion I'm going to inevitably reach anyway, but I'm going to try and be as balanced as possible about it. On one hand, right, on the positive side of the ledger, when you're looking at Peter Lowell, and fittingly, he has an accountancy background, so we're going to do it as far as a ledger yeah. goes. That, that's where my knowledge of accountancy <laughs> begins and ends right enough, right? But on the positive side, right, Peter Lowell was and probably still remains an influential, powerful and well-connected figure not only in Scottish football, but in broader European terms as well. So in that regard, he is probably a useful guy to have in that ambassadorial, slightly probably ceremonial role at Celtic. Right, right. It, should, it should be slightly more hands-off, but we'll, we'll get to that, right? So that is in the, the positive side of it. He brings a great deal of experience when it comes to running the club, right? So he's been, he's been over the course, he has been very, very successful Regardless of what you and I and many people listening to this will think of him, there was a hugely successful period that he saw or oversaw with Celtic, right? However, if you didn't yes. see the big however coming, right? I just, the name alone is just too evocative. It's just too emotive. Is it, is it toxic? A name. Is the brand yes. toxic? Is it that is, what you're right. going to say? Is the Lowell it, brand a yes. toxic? It's just too toxic, right? That's, the, that's a good word for it for the Celtic fans to stomach. It just, it really is. And I'm not talking for everyone. There will be large swathes of people, millions of people listening to this right now mm -hmm. who either, one, don't care at all that Peter Lowell's back, or, let's face it, there will be a fringe out there who think it's a really positive, it's a great thing that Peter Lowell's yeah. back, right? So I'm not I'm not speaking for everyone, but I, I mean broadly, I mean largely across the fan base. I don't think it's out of order to suggest that a lot of people aren't particularly happy with it. So I don't know why it's worth it to the club to just dredge up all that old ill feeling towards that certain name because I think it's inevitable as well. This will happen. There are no limits to the extent to which we will blame Peter Lowell for anything mm. that goes wrong at this club now. That this is what Celtic are setting them up for. The second a contract negotiation falls through, the second we don't get a transfer target, all the way up to and including dropping points, the name Peter Lowell is going to be front and centre of the, the blame getting thrown around. So, I, I, I suppose Celtic would say, right, but if you're going to die and get involved in conspiracy theories and nonsense, it's not really our fault. If you're going to be on there <laughs> yeah, on the internet yeah. and on your podcasts and on your blogs, just making up stuff to hate the guy, this is Celtic's point of view, that we can't really, as a professional organisation and as a big football club, conduct business. Oh, we can't hire this fantastic candidate because he's got a really bad <laughs> reputation amongst the fans yeah. on Twitter. Like You can't really have that. But at the same time, part of me is like, well, see all the stuff that you said he's good at. Peter Lowell's CV is completely different to any other guy that's sort of held this role, this sort yeah, of ceremonial yeah. role within the club. I know I think the roles might have changed slightly, but it's completely different. Endless stuff that people are saying, well, he's got great connections within European football and great connections within Scottish football and yada yada. Right, okay. But that's Michael Nicholson's job now. And <laughs> yeah, Peter Law should yeah. have done some sort of handover to Michael Nicholson to get him in the room with these guys and make sure he's attending the right meetings and known people and how to network with these. I'm very broad strokes, but I just feel like he should have passed all that on. And now we've got this new role. And I'm I'm thinking if he's the outstanding candidate, well, what was the criteria? Because if it's just like he worked at the club before and he knows the club and he knows the city and I, I just it, it's, it's never it's never made particularly clear and this sort of um, lol dynasty because his son's there yeah. the Dermot Desmond dynasty because his son's there at the club as well I, I just I'm like I wanted to break free from this a wee bit and I mean Peter Law was going to be there longer than Ange Postacoglu that's a fact now. Right? What an unpleasant sentence. Uh, though factually accurate, what an unpleasant sentence that, that is. That's just a fact. <laughs> and we kind of thought we were travelling one direction with Ange. Yeah. And then all this talk of continuity and all that comes and it was Ange that said, well, continuity is important, right? But where's the continuity from you, Ange? Because that's what I'm more concerned about. Uh, because, I mean, uh, continuity, first of all, why is it a good thing? Ange, you know, I'm not, I, I really disagree with Ange, but for him to say, you know, it's important continue. Why is that a good thing? You know, look at, you don't have to look at Celtic, look at Man U, that they've had continuity for a long time, not been doing particularly well off the back of <laughs> no, it. No, no. 
you know, loads of clubs have bad continuity. <laughs> continuity <laughs> doesn't just equal good. Um, and sometimes a change is good. And at the end of the day, that's why Peter Law stepped down when he did. In fact, he had to step down, kind of let everyone know he was stepping down because the, the continuity run out. We'd squeezed all the juice out of that lemon. So I, so I, I really remain to be convinced about it, but I kind of do have sympathy with the club and with Peter Law so far as I think there's the blame for a lot of things the blame for everything the bad that happens at the club falls at Peter Law's feet but none of the blame for anything good really because you're not really allowed to give Peter Law credit for good things now there was a time wasn't there where Peter Law was like one of the first internet memes I ever heard of I think was when Peter Law was called the sharp suited man like, that was <laughs> one right, of the first yeah. ever memes an old so forum favourite that yeah aye there was a time where like everywhere he walked people were laying palms at his feet but now <laughs> you fucking can't he, they don't want to see any of the guy never darken our door again see what you said there about how you know Celtic could very well take the stance and the point of view that look it doesn't matter if the fans don't like him he's there to do a job he's there to you know take up a largely hands off football wise role right it, yeah. it, that should be the case I'm not, I can't I've not really got an awful lot of interest in the aye, but he'll he'll end up meddling eventually. He'll end up picking the team and all that. Right? I, I've not really got a, a lot of interest in that just now because that that shouldn't happen. And no, to, it probably won't. Right? But on the on the point that I it doesn't matter. We need this guy in. I don't care what the fans think. The thing is, that's true. Right? That that is largely true. They are there to run a business to satisfy shareholders. All that stuff. All that boring stuff that Peter Lawwell is. You know on the face of things, ostensibly there to do, right? Just mm. liaise between the board and shareholders, all that boring stuff that we shouldn't necessarily have to pay attention to on a podcast such as this. But Celtic aren't just some vast, faceless, global conglomerate. They do have a passionate, emotive fan base mm. at the heart of it, right? And the, at least an eye has to be on customer, as they would probably put it, slash fan satisfaction as well. Look, we, I think... They they have to have some sort of idea of the depth of ill feeling that happened during that season. And I don't think it's a particularly compelling argument to just say, oh, well, we didn't win 10 in a row. He, he shouldn't be anywhere near the place. That is a little bit mm. a little bit besides the point. It's part of it, but it's not it's not like the main thing. But I think that this is the reason everyone is so upset about it, is because of the treatment of the fans and the arrogance shown during that you know, that season that we're now faced with having to talk about again, not because we're moaning about it happened, it's because we're being, we're having it thrust back in our faces that era. Yeah. Because it was inevitable, one of the most, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, there yeah, was whispers I, about this for oh, months. Yeah, terribly they could have announced it at the AGM and they didn't bother because, you know, because they knew, they knew exactly what you were saying about the ill feeling. Yeah. That's why Aye. they didn't mention it at the AGM. I think one of the most disappointing, if not the most disappointing things from my point of view about this whole sorry affair with Peter Lowell coming back is that but we found out the hard way, very hard actually, what it's like, what happens, the consequences of holding on to the past far too long, right? Yeah. Holding on to players too long, holding on to a manager too long because they've done it in the past, holding on to a chief executive far too long. Like he far outstayed the general the sort of average tenure of one of the guys in British football in his position far outstayed it right so we held on it all of that too long and with the cutting of the cord the clean break we made from that era everybody was gone Dom McKay came in Dom McKay the Dom McKay era came and went as well right but Everybody associated with that, him. apart from Der <laughs> apart from Dermot Desmond, of course, you know, you're never shifting him. But everybody associated that with that was gone, right? Brand mm. new players, brand new manager, brand new, you know, <laughs> Dominic, the chief exec. Right? <laughs> Ev everything felt so new, so fresh. fresh and still does exciting, exactly, and still does to to an extent to to this day. We all felt like we we're pulling in the same direction. The fans, the club, the manager, the players, everything. We're, we're all going in this. Brave, fresh, new direction. Don't get me wrong, that it's always going to be a healthy mistrust and holding to accountability of the board, but between the, the fans and the board, and so there should be. That'll always exist. But by and large, we were all going in the same direction. Mm -hmm. So now to have that era just dumped back on top of us 
and just thrust back in our faces. It just feels very disappointing to me. I don't know what he's going to do. You call him the, 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 are you calling him the, the poo in the punch bowl? Is that what you're calling him? <laughs> we, we were all having a party and somebody's <laughs> shot in the pool. Is that what you're, is that what you're saying? <laughs> that, yes, that, that's exactly what, what I'm saying about <laughs> people. Like an analogy. Uh, it's just, it's grim stuff. I mean, again, this could all go very, very well and he's just in the background, nobody's paying attention. But the the main problem is that can't happen with a name like Peter Laurel. He can never be fully in the background because yeah. of what I said earlier about how the minute anything goes wrong, the minute a player leaves this club, it's going to be, oh, Peter Laurel, Peter Laurel's driven him out. There were already, <laughs> see the day it was announced, there were already suggestions floating around on Twitter and, and various WhatsApp groups I'm in uh, about how that was the reason Juranovic's contract talks were stalled <laughs> is because Laurel was back. I'm like, see, it started already. As daft as that is, it's already started. So I... I I'm I'm joking about it just now. I'm I'm very very disappointed. The question I would pose to Celtic, because um, we know they listen and all that, right? <clears throat> Could you have just appointed someone else as a chairman and kept all of the good stuff I've just listed about how the the fresh new direction? Could you have kept that, or did it absolutely have to be well, Peter Lawwell? Well, this is it. And you've, said, you've diluted it. Yeah, it could did it have to said, be like, this um, way? There was a, it might have been Ange actually that said. What's the effect that he's never really left? He's always been on the end of the phone yeah. for us because he's right, cool. Well, if he's happy to do that, or did Peter always <laughs> did he did he strong arm them? He's like, look, you want me to keep answering this phone? You're gonna have to give me that job. I'm, I'm yeah, I can't be here forever. You know, people want my help here, there, and everywhere. Or is that how he ended up with it? It's, I mean, it's not just Celtic that have you know, that have reached into the past here to help them out. Um, I don't know if you're a bit a bit worried about this, Stephen, but I am shaking in my boots um, because Rangers have brought back <laughs> winner of 55, going for 56, number 18. They've thrown as many numbers at it as you care to, yeah, yeah. As you care to list because we know they like listening. They brought back the man who washes his face with vegetable oil, Michael Beal. <laughs> um, he's a greasy, greasy little man, isn't he? And celebrity he, wee guy, isn't he? Celebrity, uh, he scabby wee guy. guy. Hey. He's... The great white hope for Rangers, and right away, the um, I can see he's made improvements because I saw an interview last week with a journalist. Look, we've been at press conferences, and these things are dull, and you yes. struggle to ask questions. And sometimes you get asked to ask a question, and they say, "No, you're not asking that. Ask something else." Um, sometimes you're sat there for 15 minutes, and you've got five questions written down, and by the time they get to you, all five of your questions have been asked uh, yeah, by other people, yeah. so you have to come up with something else. I don't think there was any danger of anyone stealing the so are you going to make the players wear suits again <laughs> question. <laughs> Why the... F you're getting battered in the Champions League. You're getting pumped in the league. You've won one league in many of your fans' lifetimes. The fans are foaming at the mouth about ticket prices, shirt sales, no contracts for your star players. People are going out the door. You're not signing anyone. There's so much going wrong at that club. It's a car crash. Of a club they're in, they're falling out with Singe, they're falling out with Sports Direct, they're falling out with Kis uh, Hummel. Ah, Hummel, they, they're falling out with, they don't let Chris Sutton do his job for beat. There's chaos raining all over that club. And the thing that's going to save them is a suit. I was, <laughs> I'm like, honestly, keep it up, keep it up, because that is the reason that you guys are winning fuck all really is because yeah. of that sort of attitude and I was so pleased when I heard that partly because I knew it would be good content for this podcast but partly because <laughs> I thought never change and of course Michael Beale answered by going yeah yeah there'll be a lot of changes around here starting with the suits he's not even got his brogues under the desk yet <laughs> and he's, he's he's already ringing the changes it's the kind of thing we would joke about and never expect it to actually happen that they would address the suits thing in an actual official like press release or whatever, press conference or whatever it was. It's the kind of thing we would laugh at and then we would think we would say the words beyond parody because it quite literally is. There's no there's no joke we can make about it that's funnier than the truth that they care so so much about their grotty little suits being that's being what, dusted that's, off. Well, that's what gets that's what I think got Geo the sack right. There was just this pervasive sort of he doesn't get it. Wait, he doesn't <laughs> get it. You need an ex-player in there. And I thought, but he is an ex-player, so why does he <laughs> yeah. not count? See, by any measure, by any measure, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst is a better manager than Michael Beale. Michael Beale's managed a handful yeah. of games. He was an assistant. He got the job at QPR, swore his allegiance to them, says I can't <laughs> go anywhere. Three weeks later, he's popping up at Ibrooks. 
it's a very, very odd appointment. And I, I do have some Rangers supporting friends, and I can say, you know, people in this podcast might not, but I can say, like, not one of them are enthused. Not one of them's doing cartwheels about it. And the guy doesn't worry me. And look, this will get clipped, but he doesn't worry me in the slightest. No, I mean, you would struggle to drum up massive support for it. I think even even the, the staunchiest of bears out there would struggle to make a, a massive fanfare about Michael Beal. Mick Beal, rather. I, I prefer no, Mick. No, no, no. <laughs> Never will a Mick manage that club. Jim Trainer stamped that out pretty, pretty quick, didn't he? Aye, aye. Aye. <laughs> he was Mick Beal for about a week, wasn't he? Aye. I don't know if that was just someone... I mean, there was a lot of the Mick Beal patter. And then, obviously, when he actually signed on the dotted line, it became Michael... Uh, uh, so it'll I, just be Mr. I don't even know if flown up Clyde one away, Mr. <laughs> Beal. <laughs> I don't even know if trainer's still involved with them, but I feel like he's our, he's there, Peter Lawwell. He's get, he's always there somewhere. He's always in the background somewhere. But he stamped out the mix stuff uh, immediately. I He'll be the shortest seven manager, I think. Oh, oh well, sure, was it Geo? Was it just about? He was the third um, shortest. <laughs> was he the third shortest? Like, Michael Beal will be up there. No Paul Gwen, I think Paul Gwen is the current mm. record holder for any club named Rangers. But I, I think they would struggle to drum up a, a huge amount of enthusiasm for it because, like, he's, he's just no, he's not got any history with management whatsoever. Small hands, <laughs> small, <laughs> small oily little hands, uh, small red little little oily hands. But <laughs> the, the, his his standing in the game, look, I, I get that he's a he's probably a good coach, right? He seems to have a, a decent reputation as a coach. He was billed as the genius behind the the Gerard winning mm. fifty five and all that stuff. He was billed as the mastermind behind that, right? So he's probably got a little bit of bit of coaching. He knows where the cones are kept. He knows he knows where the cones and the bibs are kept. I, absolutely. <laughs> so it does have that. You look at the the recent history of that, and there's nothing really wrong with one of these you know clubs in Scotland appointing a so-called rookie manager, right? Because rookie managers have been successful in the past, you know, notably Stephen Gerrard. Neil Lennon just came in and, and was successful straight away, just right off the bat of him previously just having been a coach, right? So it can happen. But you look at the recent history of Rangers managers, and Stephen Gerrard might have been a rookie, but he was also one of the biggest names in British football this century, right? It was a mm. massive name and a massive pull, regardless of his, his managerial experience. To get him in, you're thinking, well, well that's a statement. Right? To get a guy like that in, it didn't work out all that particularly well for him, but it was a big statement at the time. Then they brought in Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, something of a club, a recent club legend, a league-winning manager in another country. You know, all these all these qualifications that, that I might, you would... Seek in a, a manager coming coming into your club, right? And then they've just gone and get this guy who was the assistant a couple of years ago and has managed 20 games, won nine of them, and mm. now, he, now he's the Rangers manager. I, I've struggled to to muster up any fear for that. I mean, they like, don't seem to have the infrastructure either, do they? Because all their signs no. have been crap recently. Their signs no, have been uh, pretty crap recently. So, uh, well, see, see on the see on the subject of like asking questions of Rangers and all that there's actually a, a pretty good video doing the rounds uh, on social media just now of it's a clip from one of the, uh, probably the AGM or something like that. it's like mm. Ross Wilson and Michael Beale and all that lined up a, along a table and some fans giving them absolutely tight by the way like particularly Ross Wilson he's rhyming off all these signings they've made and how terrible they've been why did you sign Suter when you knew he was going to be injured he'd been injured he'd missed 40 games or something yeah. like over that etc etc so either they're definitely I seek that out for more enjoyment uh, the, the natives are revolting uh, at the moment but when it comes to them appointing Michael Beale we're joking about it he might be a competent coach but as we stand just now having never managed a game for Rangers so far I feel like throwing him in against Ange Postecoglou, they have turned up to an arse kicking competition with nail eggs and a massive arse. That's kind of yes. how it feels like just now. In fact, have you ever seen those those ridiculous clips online of those slapping competitions where yeah. two two guys stand at a table and they slap each other? Or women, they do as well, right? So one, how these often get clipped and memed is that one absolutely gives it full pelt and the other guy just stands there just takes it in the chin and then winds up and knocks the other guy clean off his feet that's how I, I, I see this managerial face off This episode of 20 Minute Times is sponsored by NordVPN NordVPN offer you premium 
cybersecurity and up to six devices for the price of a cup of coffee per month. You can also change your virtual location for all your streaming services and it protects your computer on public Wi-Fi amongst many other benefits. I particularly use NordVPN when I'm wanting to shift up things and watch some different content on other streaming services, unnamed movie streaming services. You can switch up the content on that by changing your virtual location. So you can grab your exclusive NordVPN discount deal by going to nordvpn.com slash tims and that'll get you a huge discount off of your NordVPN plan plus four months for free. Moreover, it's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. And that's nordvpn.com slash tims to get yourself a huge discount off of a Nord plan plus an additional four months for free. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. It's never too early to play holiday music and it's never too early to start thinking about gifts. Whether it's for a friend or the friend in your pants, you can make this season jolly with Manscaped. Do your little drummer boy a favour and use the lawnmower 4.0 to avoid another silent night in the bedroom. Then add in Manscaped's top-of-the-line shower products that have the people thinking, all I want for Christmas is you. Santa cares about his sack. And so should you. Look nice when you get naughty by going to manscaped.com and use the code TIMS for free shipping and 20% off, Stephen. That's right, Jamie. Now that you've groomed your candy cane, it's time to make sure you don't smell like a reindeer with the Platinum Package's shower products. All of Manscaped's shower gear is sulfate-free, vegan, and made to have your skin feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. But smelling good doesn't stop at the shower. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant Mm. and Crop Reviver Ball Toner, yep, can solve stank problems all day long. Once they touch your sack, you'll never go back. Wonderful. Uh, get 20% off and free shipping with the code TIMS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code TIMS. Manscaped, get your jingle balls ready for the holidays. Aye, I don't, I, I'm just, I'm no, I'm no concerned at all. My, my, Ick Beal is uh, <laughs> the walking it. He's a wee pip squeak. And I think, yeah. we'll, I think we'll deal with him quite, I think we'll deal with him quite easily. Uh, and to help us deal with Rangers, because we have got them in a couple of weeks. I thought Andrew's response was pretty good. I'm more concerned about what oh, yeah, yeah. Dinner, dinner, about what, what, what's going on over at Rangers. Um, he did caveat that by saying, unless we're playing them in a couple of weeks, no, unless they were, play, were playing them next, then I'd pay more attention, and which, which is fine, because you don't want to completely write them off in case they do get a result against you. Um, he caveated it further by saying, yeah, but I quite like my dinners as well, and I'm, I'm right in my dinners. Is <laughs> what he I'm, said, I am. I'm, no, I didn't actually. You, right. can ima- <laughs> you can imagine, just go that way. Like, he should have just gone further and said, look, I... 
care so little about these questions and care so much about my dinner. I've been thinking about my dinner for every <laughs> single one of these questions. <laughs> he does give that vibe when he's starting to the press. Just <laughs> care less what they're um, we are bringing in reinforcements here. So, oh, I know. Exciting so there's stuff. a couple of things to talk about. There's a couple of things that's kind of annoying me a wee bit, right? So, first up, we're, we're bringing in Canadian right back or plays on the right side, side of the fence as the back three as well. Is Alistair Johnston. Now, we have got Euro expert Alex scouting these players. I will have a podcast with us very soon, but he did text me yesterday because he's been watching Alistair Johnston. Johnston, fwoffed, is what he said. Really? Now, yes. <laughs> he's quite obviously quite impressed by Alistair Johnston. Um, did you see much of him during the World Cup? Yeah, I did. I, I watched the Canada's games, not the first one, but particularly the second one, because do you remember the rumours started circulating that he was about to sign for Celtic basically the night before mm. they played their second game, I think it was, maybe against Belgium. And I, I paid attention to that from, from then on, because they, then they played against Croatia and the obvious narrative around that was the battle of the right-backs because Juranovic was on the other side. So yes. I paid attention to those. What I would say, though, is uh, I can't really take anything away from his World Cup performances. He was all right. It was decent enough. But him playing as the right-sided centre-half in a back three for a team like Canada, who I, I really enjoyed watching. I thought they were they were quite unlucky. But it doesn't change the fact that, you know, with all due respect to them, they are a, a World Cup minnow, right? They don't, they've barely qualified for the tournament in the past and they were rank underdogs for all of these games that they played. I don't think watching him in those circumstances against much better teams, I don't think any of that is transferable information to what he's going to be expected to do at Celtic. He hasn't been signed off the back of you know being up against no, it in the World Cup. No. It's going to be on his club form for, for Montreal. So while I, I enjoyed the opportunity to see him in advance, I'm not taking anything away from it whatsoever because playing for Canada at a World Cup is very, very different to playing for a team like Celtic in domestic competition. It's very different indeed. So I think we can all accept now that that probably means Juranovic is for the off. I don't I don't really yeah. foresee a situation where we have three first sort of first choice right backs at the no. club. And I kind of I'm kind of pissed off about that a wee bit because look, I know that Anne just said we need to prepare for, for you know, players leaving and all that. But I just, uh, I'm looking at, when he said that, I thought he meant the 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 Matt O'Reilly's of yeah, the squad, right. the Jotas of the squad, the Carter Vickers of the squad, the sort of high value players that you would think to yourself, right, we're going to get an offer we can't refuse for him and he's going to get wages that we can't possibly match. I don't, I think Juranovic is a good player. Excellent yeah. for his last season good this season I don't think that quality of player and that type of player and that profile of player is one that we should kind of be struggling to hold on to and it kind of seems like we are because the discussions about selling him are already afoot we've bought in the replacement and he's only what a year and a bit into 18 months or so into a five year deal it's yeah, just yeah. and we'll talk about Yakimakis as well the, the jungle drums are beating about him wanting to go I'm like I just, I just think it makes it very difficult to build things. You know, if we lose Yakimakis and we lose Juranovic and then we move into the summer and we lose Matt O'Reilly, which is rumoured as well, and Joe Hart moves on. Yeah. That's four first-team players, really, that we've lost. That is four players who won't be starting the next Champions League match that did start for us in the Champions League this season before. And that's not even taken into account you you might get one or two surprising bids. You know, you might get a bid for Carter Vickers after he's world, been at the World Cup and his profile's increased. He'll no doubt be on his agency and, you know, maximise this for me. Um, Jota. It's just, I, I was quite, I'm, I'm quite surprised at the sort of resignation of the fact that we just seem to be losing to sort of mid-tier not mid-tier but sort of how did we rank them remember we did the squad review for Patreon pre-season pre yeah yeah we did um, those I, two guys were sort of in our second weren't they they were yeah, the second yeah. tier they weren't top aye. tier but they were second no. tier for us um, aye so I'm quite I'm quite pissed off I think we should I don't know I expect a wee bit more loyal I know people will say that Juranovic he only spent a season at, at Legia Warsaw and then he came to us and then he's basically spent a season and a half and he's he's moved on but I I uh, 
I, I would want to see a bit more loyalty from him. If Alistair Johnson comes in and he's a good player and he takes Juranovic's place quite easily, then obviously I'm not going to be crying over spilt milk. I'm not going to be wishing that we'd swapped you know, one equally talented player for another. But I'm just quite surprised, particularly by Juranovic and Yakimakis, that these guys are already making moves about wanting out, out of the club. Well, a, a few things there. I think I think your final point there about um, hoping that Alistair Johnson replaces, if not usurps um, Juranovic, or you know, is an improvement on Juranovic. I think we need to place our faith in that. It's very early days for this new strategy that Andy seems to be warming the fans up for um, when he's talking about greater activity in the champ in in the transfer market. With that comes great risk, though, because the more players you sign, the more chance you have of those players not working out, just based on the history of Celtic signings. But with changing the strategy, all we can do as fans is hope that that's going to change. More due diligence, the better recruitment is going to be done, and it's not going to be just a case of plucking one to £1.3 million signings from all over Europe, throwing them in and hoping they do okay, because we've done a lot of that churn recently. So mm. what we're hoping that we can do is take in a guy like Juranovic, flip him over the course of 18 months to two years, bring in a younger, hopefully better player, so that we can basically do the same again. Now, this is what Ange meant when he said, like, it's going to be tough for you guys because you want to follow your heroes, you want to buy into players, and it, this genuinely isn't a, a criticism, but you're, you're taking it personally already, like you're you're mm. sitting there going, like, what's, what's this all about basically? I, but, or you, you kind of want us to not lose these guys? It's more uh, that, it's, it's not so much, but it's not the club pushing this. No, it's, well. It, that That's kind of my, my, where I think my, my, my beef is a wee bit. It's not the club going, right, well, I, I I don't expect, for talking sake, the noises that are coming out of both units because he wanted to move in the summer as well. And yeah, Yakimakis, yeah. it's not Celtic are like right; these guys are primed, they're hot. Let's try and find them a move. It's the players going. It's Juranovic going. I want out of here after one season, and it's Yakimakis going. I want more money than you're prepared to offer me. If you can't pay me, I'm going to look for a move. And we went, okay, guys, go forth and try and find a move. So it's it's that's what's annoyed me a wee bit. You know, these are. These are supplementary to the players who I thought would want to leave in the summer. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like, uh, do you think you are? You know, like you're sitting in your office. Hold on, I expected yeah. Matt O'Reilly to be bashing down my door looking for a move, but you, Yakimakis, you don't even start every week. Yeah, actually, I, I, I totally understand where you're coming from with this. Um, the ways in which I'm choosing to look at it positively is that, see those these two guys at hand at the moment, right? These two particular cases they're both 28 years old um, and are probably at their peak value and it, I think that's probably what's prompting the I, I don't know if Celtic look, the, the reason these stories came out is that it's been framed that Celtic are entering into like contract negotiations me personally I can't think of any reason to extend these guys contracts that have only been here 18 months and they've like four or five year contracts I can't think of oh, yeah. any reason to extend because at the end of their current contracts they're going to be 32 or, or whatever at the end so at that point there's no no, there's no sense to me in extending just now. What you do is you wait until they get to 31 and extend by two years or whatever. Unless we are now got to the point where what we do is we sign these players on long-term deals and it's happening all the time now because Haksabanovic has got a five-year deal, Jota, DJ's all these guys. Are, deal. Yeah, yeah, they're all signing long-term contracts. So maybe we're taking a sort of office appraisal approach to this, if, if that makes any sense. After 18 months, we're sitting down and saying, look, where, where do you see yourself? Do you want to leave the club at the end of this season or do you want to extend? Maybe it's just a sort of feeling out operation we're doing just now. Those two guys have intimated that they might be up for leaving. So Celtic are just like, well, we may as well cash in now that um, yeah. they're at their kind of peak value. That might be the case or it might be these guys have gone in a huff and <laughs> they're demanding to leave. I don't think it's the latter, quite frankly. But I think we, with Yakimakis, he was always a, a quite unusual case because I think very very roughly looking into the stats and all that I think he scored something like 60% of his career goals total in the last two and a bit seasons so he probably feels like right, well things are happening for me now after a long long career of doing absolutely nothing it's it's a really weird career he's had so maybe this is the last opportunity I've got to go and play in I don't know Germany or where, where he sees himself playing to me there's I do totally agree or uh, understand where you're coming from but to me there's probably more 
more nuance to it than just uh, the guys have chucked it and they they want to leave or you know they're lacking loyalty. Mm. Uh, one of the players we've been linked with to replace Yakimakis is Chogu Song, who's a South Korean. He's at the he's at the World Cup, isn't he? <laughs> he is, and a boy is he at the World Cup. Have you have you seen the thing where he's been in the news because I think he he got a a double um, he's had a lot of attention because he got a brace against Ghana I think it was quite mm. early on or in the group stage and his uh, Instagram followers went from about 20,000 before the tournament for context <laughs> that's fewer followers than we have on Twitter right, right. so he, he had about 20,000 before the tournament kicked off and he has since gone up to 2.2 million uh, reportedly right so 2.2 million followers and it's nothing to do with him having scored a couple of goals against Ghana and everything to do with the fact there was just a, a video of him, I think, sitting on the bench looking handsome as shit. And now mm. everyone's mad for him, basically calling him the sexiest player at the World Cup. And he has been inundated with marriage proposals and all that to the point where he's basically had to just bin his phone <laughs> so, so he can get on with his job at the World Cup. So... Quite quite the star we've got uh, buzzing the, the in world, there. I'm, I just Googled him as you were talking there. You're right, the World Cup sexiest footballer chose Instagram has ballooned from 20,000 before the World Cup to more than 2.1 million at the time of recording it's 2.5 million so another 400,000 <laughs> people have joined the guy joined the guy's Instagram um, obviously good looks aside we will be scouting him properly if, if he does if he does end up joining Celtic oh, before we move away from, from Cho altogether oh. this is get Peter Lawwell's fingerprints all over it he's, he's tapping into that South Korean market with the 2.5 million Instagram followers so so will we be those uh, South Korean <laughs> those K-pop fans are mental if that's the, the sort of uh, idol worship that he's getting I would, I, would, I would actually go for some of that could try and co-opt it we'll have to put his face <laughs> on all our all our YouTube thumbnails yeah. Get it translated oh, into Korean, do the whole thing. Well, have you, have you seen the price of heating these days? You think that driveway heats itself? People always get <laughs> people always get the right idea. We're also after Afsha, who is the rebranded Mohammed Magdi. Um, Hi, from a couple he, of seasons ago, we were linked yeah, with him before. We've, yeah, we've been linked with him. We've been linked with him twice. Um, so uh, again, uh, the 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 Chol one is the the rumor that's sort of gathering more speed. I saw today. His dad was speaking about saying, yeah, I'm basically telling my son to look for a move and I'm basically telling him that find a club that plays into your style of play, one that suits you and one that will help you settle and don't just go for the biggest name in Europe. So it'd be interesting to see because it's very unusual, isn't it? Celtic doing the transfer business this early. You know, that's one thing oh, that changed very, with yeah. Peter Law getting out the door. We were always told <laughs> for so long, it's difficult. January's a difficult month. We're doing mad business in January oh, yeah. we do I... lots of business in January we've done business this January we did business last January so uh, that was a, a lawlism that's obviously c- came not to be true because that was that was it Stephen it was very very often oh diff- January's a difficult month we always try to be stronger <laughs> and going out Aye. of the window then we blah 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 whereas Michael Nicholson and Ange are just like sign him sign him sign him anybody else uh, well, it, I think a lot of it is down to being able to now sign players from kind of far-flung markets that we'd never previously dipped into. So Japan, South Korea, Canada, and all that. So mm. almost every other aspect of life is absolutely on its ass because of Brexit. But every cloud, we're getting <laughs> we're getting some is international that bre- is that players. A break- in. Is that a Brexit benefit? Is it? <laughs> I suppose it is. I'd love to. Hey. You can choose between you can have a fishing industry or you can have Kyogo Furuhashi. What's it to be? I'd love to see, love to see the fishing industry score a couple of goals while injured in a cup final. Eh? Case closed. <laughs> there, there we go. Um, speaking of cases, did you want to talk about this uh, alleged match fixing thing involving <laughs> alleged Lee Griffiths whilst he was at allegedly at Dundee, or do you just want to appreciate that we don't have the financial backing to employ the the Scotland's best lawyers and leave that dead alone? Oh, well, probably that one, yeah. But imagine my shock when I saw Mm. that potential alleged headline as well. Imagine my surprise, because it's always the ones you least suspect, isn't it? Aye, so allegedly what happened was in a game of alleged football against (laughs) Hearts and alleged Dundee United, um, lots of allegedly bets were placed, and Mm. allegedly people won hundreds of thousands of pounds on... Mm. Lee Griffiths getting yellow carded which did happen in the game that is a fact and I believe right. Paul McGowan allegedly got yellow carded for it as well um, and I thought to myself that is just unbelievable um, I did. I just couldn't I could never see something like that happen in football in, in, in Scotland I could never see something like that happen particularly at Dundee 
the caliber of professional they've got there. <laughs> um, and apropos of nothing at all, I do remember a couple of incidents in Dundee games. I'm saying these are completely unrelated. Um, do you remember that wild dive that Charlie Adam took right in front of the referee? The worst dive you've ever seen? Sure do, sure do. I think, I, that, I, I, I think he got booked for that. I, I actually heard it referred to, I think it was on the Football Ramble, they said, like, at, at what point, given a player's physical condition, do you stop calling it diving and you actually say, like, he's had a fall? Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's had a tumble. I was just, uh, just completely apropos of nothing, I was reminded of that. Then I was also reminded of, again, completely unrelated to the previous topic, Ain't that ball, Charlie Adam, experienced 30-odd-year-old footballer, midfielder, Charlie Adam. Mind that time he just turned and played a ball square across his own goal and somebody mm. from the opposition team just tapped it in and scored? Mm. Mad that, wasn't it? Anyway, I'm not saying uh, these things are related. I'm definitely not saying these things are related. I have no knowledge of the incidents, no. but I'm just saying... It's uh, clearly, when you start talking about weird things that happened... Those, those clearly unrelated. I think, you, I think you've been very clear about how they're all unrelated. And... Guess what? The last several minutes of this podcast might just be sort of incidental music by the time it comes out. <laughs> Once we've consulted the Twenty Minute Tim's legal team, <laughs> but to, to track us back to the to the football, to the transfer, exciting transfer matters. As I've been talking here, and I know I've been trying to kind of play devils or dick advocate, as we like to say mm. on this podcast. The thing is that Juranovic feels like a very different, a very different case to Yakimakis because Yakimakis has very strong cult hero. Your know, flavour with, with the Celtic yeah, fans, right? I massively right. So he he sums it all up. I think you would move on from Juranovic very quickly if you just replace him with a an adequate and you know, competent, really good right back. Right, I think you would move on from forget him really quickly. That's maybe not the case with Yakimakis because he's got he's got a big fans' favourite, you know, vibe around them. However, what I would say is we just need to place our faith once again in it. This guy's twenty eight, maybe prime value at the moment. Maybe it's time to move him on, finally take advantage of the fact that we've got sellable assets at the club and we want to reinvest back into what Ange Postagoglu believes he can take us to. Reinvest it, get another player in. But I suppose if Chol comes in, if that, that, that transfer is likely to happen, if he comes in and starts scoring goals, we will probably... You'll forget about them pretty yeah. quickly. So that's yeah. what it's I mean, all about what, at the I end mean, of the day. We are fickle. Yeah. We're still football fans at oh, the end of the day. We are, we, are, we are fickle about it. Did yeah. you see the clip of um, Juranovic consoling uh, Dizemeda as they went out of the World Cup? Heartbreaking. Absolutely. Aye. Absolutely miserable. It really was. I was gutted for my dad. I'd, I'd much preferred to have seen Japan go through just because Me they're, too. they're a much more likable team. Ah, oh, definitely. They're a much more likable team than, than also, Croatia. Though, Croatia have had their moment as well. Yeah, but also, though, part of me saw the, the penalties they hit and thought, you just fucking did nothing. <laughs> exactly. These right. are fucking awful. Like, Aye. what are you doing? So, you know, that angered me because I was like, I was rooting for Japan and I thought, right, you can do it here. Come on, show us what you can do. Croatia kind of aging. There's been a few upsets in this World Cup, right enough. And, you know, as we record this, it's just came out that Morocco have knocked out Spain. Yeah, so there's, yeah, been a few, there's a few upsets and I thought we might get another one there. Japan were hitting their penalties really, really badly. I was sitting there thinking, like, hey, oh, I see, you thought you could do without Atati, eh? I sitting out there all smug. <laughs> yeah. And then I remembered his penalty against Everton and that friendly we played recently. That was a That's shocker true. as well. Has Kyogo had a penalty for us yet? Can I think does of it any? take them, does he? Nah, I can't think He's of any. He's off pens. It's yeah. Jura. And then it's Yakimakis. Maybe there's something in this. Maybe the Japanese just don't. Remember England <laughs> went through a thing where England were rotten right. penalties for decades. Aye. decades maybe, J- maybe Japan are going through that through that same thing. Um, and then I think I think Juranovic may now be, I, I was trying to figure this out, went furthest in the World Cup as a Celtic player. So he's in the oh, quarters. Right. Oh, let us know. Let us know in the comments of that. Actually, if there's mm. any, if there's any advance on a current Celtic player. So while he's at Celtic, going mm. far, you're really only looking at. Of course, Janino was World Cup winner before he signed for Celtic. Edson Braffid was runner up. Yeah, before Braffid had left Celtic, technically he by had. the time he appeared at the World Cup final. Pat Bonner, maybe Pat Bonner got to was that the last sixteen or the last eight? Maybe we Ireland. I, can't, I, feel, I need to look back into that. But please, let us know. Let us know if there's any advance on that. But as the World Cup comes to close, uh, it means that Celtic will be back soon. And I mean, it's been a it's been a long time. I feel like Celtic have not played in ages. I know the guys, the guys that aren't in the World Cup at the moment, and those who have returned from the World Cup, but after getting a wee bit of rest, we're having like a warm weather training camp in Portugal. Um, 
were playing Wrens behind closed yeah. doors. Um, Neil Lennon conquered them, so some big Dead, shoes yeah. to fill for Anya. <laughs> Hi, Celtic, Celtic versus Wren. The the clash that uh, conjures up quite a lot of uh, memorable imagery for me because. From memory, in that game you mentioned against the, them in 2019, that was one Vacuum Bio gets sent off about six minutes mm. after coming on as a sub, but for doing Edward Mendy, uh, who went on to play for Chelsea, so he gets sent off, became known as the Biohazard from that moment <laughs> onwards. Uh, he's never looked back. And of course, the most historic moment in a Celtic versus Ren game was when Chaduri calmly slotted it past Fraser Forster from about 25 yards and then pissed yes. himself laughing after scoring the comical own goal um, one of the one of the greats one of the greatest of all time own goals that's when we all gave up on Cha at that time <laughs> that, that's when I think we collectively gave up on gave up on Cha oh, but it's good to see it's good to see Celtic putting the work in with Rangers I think I don't know if they're doing anything I think they're just training at Murray Park but they were I saw Murray Lawson and all that were in Dubai on their holiday, so it's good to see that and just keeping things ticking over at Celtic, and that's what champions do. Um, and that's what we've been doing. We've been keeping the podcasts ticking over. That's right. Um, the Patreon stuff doesn't stop either. We don't stop recording over on patreon.com slash 20minutetim, so get involved if you want some extra content from us. For those of you who like to watch us on YouTube, we will be back next week with a full live and in colour version on YouTube slash 20 Minute Tims if you want to check that out but if you just listen thank you so much to everyone who supports us on Patreon thanks to everyone who rates us on iTunes and rates us on Spotify and retweets the podcast when it comes keep out up, and, keep up all yeah, we really appreciate all that stuff um, but most of all just thank you so much for listening Small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.